Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Everything good, lasting, plentiful has been in a state of abundance. You maybe have heard me say before, everything happens when everything's already happening. This is a reality I experienced a ton in my professional life where I would go through like 18 months and I would feel like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, like, I get a little bit of press in a cool local magazine. And then I'd get something else. And then I'd get something else. And, you know, I've told the story before that I was at Good Morning America when I got the call to open for Oprah on tour. Like, I was already experiencing this, like, high of highs. I was in the green room waiting to go on Good Morning America for the launch of Girl Stop Apologizing. And then it was like, oh, Oprah wants you to do this thing. Like, things happen when things are already happening. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rachel and welcome to another episode of RHP. That's the Rachel Hollis Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects. We're talking about manifesting, law of attraction, all that woo-woo hippie but is totally relevant, quantum physics, you should know about it conversation, specifically as it pertains to scarcity mindset and abundant mindset. How can we have less scarcity mindset about the areas of our life where we keep recreating the same crap over and over and over? And how can we have a more abundant mindset about 
all the areas of our life so that we can attract more abundance. Couple of things before I jump in. If you do not know what I'm talking about, if you are like, I just came here, I just found this random episode, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what manifestation is, law of attraction, any of that stuff, I have talked about this a ton on the podcast over the years, so I'm going to link in the show notes two of my favorite episodes. It's A Beginner's Guide to Manifesting Part 1 and 2. If you want to take a deep dive and better understand all the things before you begin this episode, I'm going to assume that this is like 2.0. So if you've listened to those episodes, this is how we're going to continue the conversation. And if you get a little bit lost, I would highly recommend you go back Take a little wander through those episodes so that you better understand what I'm about to talk about. That's the first thing. The second thing is I really want to establish what I mean when I say abundant mindset. When we hear abundance, I think it's very easy to think of wealth and like those weird videos on YouTube where people are like faking that they own a private jet and rolling around in piles of money with like a tiger in the background and like girls in bikinis and, ooh, how do I be rich? How do I? No. Abundance is adding more of anything good that's already in your life and drawing more of that to you. So abundance in joy, abundance in health, vitality, energy, Abundance in friendships, in your romantic partner, in opportunity, in, yeah, I guess wealth, if that's something you're really trying to attract. But that's not the bulk of what we're talking about today. So as I keep using that terminology, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page about what we're trying to attract to us. The last thing that I'm going to say before I jump in is, as always, it's important to understand a really quick basic idea of the law of attraction before I talk about this. The law of attraction is this idea that is really popular on the internet, especially over the last decade and more and more and more over the last few years, that you attract things into your life. And I think along the way, the message has gotten a little twisted in that the internet loves to say law of attraction is that you attract what you want, that any of us can attract what we want. That is true, and also it's not the full story. Law of attraction, I believe, is not just that we can attract what we want. It's the reality that we do attract what we are. What you put out is what you get back, period, point blank, every single time. What you are putting out into the world is what is giving you the current life that you have. That is awesome if life is going great, and that is a kick in the gut if you understand that there are areas of your life that aren't super great. We do not attract what we want. We attract what we are. That's where we have to start because without that awareness, you might not understand why it is so crucial to focus, to live, to ground yourself in an abundant mindset. What we give energy to is what we create. When you are focused on the negative things, all the stuff that doesn't work, all the things you don't want in your life, 
You just keep creating more of the same. When you focus your energy, your time, your intention on what you do want, the healthy relationship, the partner that meets you 100% of the way, someone who's romantic, someone who's fun, someone who loves weenie dogs as much as you do. When you focus on what you want, it reorients your brain to be on the lookout for that thing. When all you do is obsess over what hasn't worked, what sucks, what's hard, why you were screwed over, why people are mean, why the world's out to get you, that is all you are going to create. Just more of the same. If you don't realize that and you stay in a scarcity mindset about any area of your life, you can pretty much bet that that area of your life is going to be the same this time next year. If you want a different life by this time next year, then you have to make choices right now to change your path. And this is one of the most powerful that I know of. So before I get into my seven ways that you can get out of a scarcity mindset and live in a state of abundance, I want to tell you how this manifests in my own life or has manifested in my own life. As I've mentioned before, I grew up in an environment where there was a lot of scarcity thinking, a lot of scarcity language, and a lot of scarcity in general around finances. I heard a lot of fights and arguments from my parents that were all around bills or money we didn't have or things we couldn't pay for. There was a lot of scarcity around food and you know, I don't know if any of you lived in houses where you'd sort of get down to like the cupboards were bare until payday and then it would be so awesome because your parents would go to the grocery store and you guys would have groceries again. That was very much our reality. Not only was I living in that environment, which was very uncertain for me as a little girl, so a lot of uncertainty, but also a lot of fear when your parents are fighting a lot and the cause in your mind is money it will naturally give you a fear around that thing. And I grew up hearing language that also grounded me in a scarcity mindset. So hearing things like, we can't afford that. That's for rich people. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money is the root of all evil. Think about an area of your life where you feel like you might have a scarcity mindset. Could be anything. Romantic relationship, your relationship with your body. Maybe it's your finances. Think about that area. And then think about what language you heard around that subject when you were little. What was the environment that you were brought up in? What water is running in your root system because that's what you were watered with as a little kid that might still be inside of you today. I had a lot of financial insecurity, and so it made me believe that money was so hard to come by that our family would never have enough of it, that there was a lot of fear around that topic. And I came into my adult life really bound and determined to be wealthy. Now, that maybe sounds, I don't know how that sounds to you guys, but that is my truth. I grew up 
from a very early age thinking when I am a grown up and I have the ability to control it, I will never be in this situation again. I will never go without. I will never be scared. I will never, you know, not be able to pay bills. I will never not have gas money. Like all of these things I hated about my childhood, I really thought that finances were the answer. And to be honest, in a lot of ways, it was. In a lot of ways, people who are like, money doesn't solve everything. Well, it freaking helps. It really helps. It solves a lot of the most foundational hierarchy of needs if you can afford to pay your bills and you are not scared about how you're going to make rent this month. So that was a big part of me growing up was that mentality. In a lot of ways, it is a huge factor to why I never stopped working, even though my partner, my ex-husband really wanted that for me. There was so much family pressure. There was so much cultural pressure to stop working, to be a stay-at-home mom, to let my partner take care of all of the finances. That was a huge, huge point of tension for the entirety of our marriage. And on the most visceral level, there's no way I would have ever done that. I have had a job since I was 11, not even 16. I've had a legal job since I was 16. I started babysitting, and I mean babysitting like babysitter's club. I had appointments. I had clients. I made my own money from the time I was 11 years old. And as long as I have been able to work, I have worked. That is a very important part of me feeling secure is my ability to make my own money. And just as a side note, I cannot imagine how petrifying it would have been to understand that I needed to leave my marriage, that I was in a deeply unhealthy space, unhealthy for me and unhealthy for my children, that I needed to leave. And if I had not had the financial means by myself to do that, I cannot imagine how much more terrifying and awful that situation would have been. And I know that some of you can understand that. This is not a podcast about you needing to make your own money. I just want to establish for you where the biggest scarcity in my life came from. It was around this topic. I have always worked. I've worked super hard. And I've never not had the ability to make my own money in a way that I could have supported myself. Never once. Even when I was 19 years old, working three jobs, shopping for groceries at the 99 cent store, having to pay for gas with like change, scraping together change to pay for like, can I get $3.37 on pump number seven? Like I've been there. But I have always had the ability to take care of myself and that makes me feel secure. That being said, I as an adult, I'd say in the last five or six years, have really gotten to a place where I didn't have scarcity around finances. I had calmed down. I had settled into that. I'd done a lot of unpacking, a lot of therapy, had gotten to the place where I feel like I didn't need to like hustle constantly. I had this 
part of myself that felt like I had to keep working, 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 or it would all go away. I don't know if any of you who own your own business or your entrepreneurs, you got a side business, whatever, can identify with that idea. But there was this mentality that I always had to be checking my emails. I always had to be on top of it. I always had to be producing new things. And I had worked very hard to get away from that because I understood that a lot of my anxiety came from that mindset. And the more I started to learn about law of attraction, the more I went on a spiritual journey, the more I could see that that was a deeply unhealthy mentality. Because if I believe that I have to keep producing, that I have to keep going 100 miles an hour for all of this to exist, then that will be my truth. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. 
Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters, yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. We create reality, right? So I'm going to keep living in that environment. It will always be true and it will always be unhealthy for me. So I'd done a lot of work to get to the place where I was not feeling like that was true. And what's very interesting that I have unfortunately had to learn again and again is that we can really work through our shit. We can really work through our PTSD. We can work through past pains. We can work through triggers. We can work through it all. But then you can get yourself in a situation or you can go through something really hard that wipes out all the work you've done, that takes you back six months in therapy or six years in therapy and you find yourself accidentally falling down an old rabbit hole. And that is where I got to with scarcity mindset around finances. This came because of two huge factors in my life. Number one, I got divorced. And number two, the pandemic completely turned my business upside down. So I went through two huge things that both deeply affected my personal finances and required me to reorient my brain, rethink about things, But without awareness, I found myself sprinting 100 miles an hour, just going full tilt, hustling again, working so hard, thinking I can't ever shut off. I can't ever quit. I was trying to keep everything afloat. I mean, looking back on 2020, I was trying to keep 60 employees employed in a business that was built around live events we were no longer able to do. It was such a brutal time period. I was going through an awful divorce. Everything you could think of that I now see like, oh, well, obviously you were about to be triggered in 15 different ways. I couldn't see it at the time. I I couldn't hold awareness for that because I was in survival mode. And I wanted to make this episode because I feel like it took me so long to get out of that survival mode again. First step was getting out of survival mode. Second step was realizing, oh, crap, I fell into scarcity in these areas. And then I had to work my way back out like I had to work my way back out years before. I thought I would share this in case maybe some of you have never thought about how scarcity shows up. Or maybe you've accidentally fallen into an old pattern and this episode will help you because you're like me and you're like, oh crap, I'm back here again. And maybe it will help you too to understand that scarcity mindset, number one, makes things way harder than they need to be, which I will explain in a moment. And number two, erodes my health, just absolutely erodes my health. It kills my anxiety. It pushes me to burnout. 
it pushes me too far. It just does all of this crap. It's It doesn't do any good, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because I feel like there could be some of you who are like, yeah, but when I get into those modes, I produce at a higher level, you know, I go harder, I do more. But I wonder if you've ever asked yourself if the work that you're doing in that mindset is any good, is actually effective, is producing results on par with what you're trying to accomplish. Because what I find is that in scarcity, I might generate a lot of energy, right? Like I might generate a lot of energy obsessively thinking about something that's freaking me out. And I feel like, oh, I'm over here problem solving because I'm thinking about this nonstop over and over and over, but I'm not actually getting any results. So do a little bit of research on your own. YouTube has some great stuff, great books out there. Do a little research on scarcity mindset and how it shows up and scarcity thinking and how it continues to attract the wrong stuff to our life. There's a ton. But that's my overview. I wanted to give you how this has shown up for me, how it hurts me, but also here's the magic of this conversation. I am never more successful ever than when I am grounded in a state of abundance, period. I never see more growth in my business. I never see more growth in my finances. I never see better friends come into my life. It is 100% the mindset I was in when I attracted my partner. Everything good, lasting, plentiful has been in a state of abundance. You maybe have heard me say before, everything happens when everything's already happening. This is a reality I experienced a ton in my professional life where I would go through like 18 months and I would feel like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, like I'd get a little bit of press in a cool local magazine. And then I'd get something else. And then I get something else. And, you know, I've told this story before that I was at Good Morning America when I got the call to open for Oprah on tour. Like I was already experiencing this like high of highs. I was in the green room waiting to go on Good Morning America for the launch of Girl Stop Apologizing. And then it was like, oh, Oprah wants you to do this thing. Like things happen when things are already happening. It's like when everything's clicking, everything's going, you're like, oh my God, I, I, I can't even like hold on. So many, good, so many good things are happening. Like it's hard to keep up. Oftentimes we'll like hit the brakes because we're freaked out that too many things are happening. We don't know how to handle it. But what is actually occurring is that your vibration is you are putting out like, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm doing all these things and look at this and this is cool and this is exciting. And you're putting out at that energy level. So you are attracting more of that thing. So yo, if you want to attract better things to your life, then you have to live in the vibrational state that better things are already here. It is why a gratitude practice is so freaking vital for a myriad of reasons the least of which is because it pushes you into a state of like, I am so blessed. Oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. What a beautiful life I get to live. And I have these amazing kids and this partner who's so wonderful. And, you know, my dog's the best. And like, oh, great cup of coffee in the morning. When you are in a state of like, 
damn, everything is really lovely. Not that you're a billionaire, not that you get to fly around on private jets, not that you just got a new Fendi bag. Like, no, you're just freaking appreciating the beautiful, weird, special life that is uniquely yours. And in that appreciation, more goodness comes. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The first thing that you can do to live in a state of abundance, to get out of scarcity, is to stop trying to force things to happen. If I heard myself say this, if if I went back in time 15 years and the version of me at 25 heard 40-year-old Rach say, stop trying to force things to happen, she'd be like, you're crazy. You have to force it. You have to push the boulder up the hill. You have to do the thing. No, it's actually not true. And I did not understand this until I could look backwards and really understand what had changed my life, what had moved the needle, what had helped me experience big success. It was never, ever, ever the things that I forced. It was always the things that happened organically. It was always the things that just sort of flowed. It was always like, You met the random person at the Starbucks who ended up being your best friend, or you talked to this person who overheard another conversation who connected you and it ended up being a big business partnership for you that led to huge revenue. My success, my real success in life has always been the result of flowing. 
It's never been the result of forcing. I truly did not understand this until I started to look for it. How did Girl Wash Your Face happen? Everyone asked me that after that book came out, millions and millions and millions of copies, all the languages all over the world, massive success on every level, every reporter, everybody, how did you do this? And I would be like, oh, I don't know. Every single thing about that book happening was easy. I got the idea while I was on a trip. I wrote the first chapter, just poured right out of me. I pitched it to my agent who was like, I don't know, but yeah, I'll help you put this together. We sent it out. Everybody said no to that concept. Everybody said no, but one editor really got it. One publisher was like, this is a thing. Brian forever and ever will be a guardian angel for me because he saw in that book what nobody else saw. But every single piece of it was easy. It just flowed from start to finish. Then I look at other projects I've done in my business over the years that I was so excited about, that I wanted to happen, that I felt passion towards, or that other people were like, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. And I did it. And everything about it was hard. Everything was clunky. Everything was me Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the hill, that stuff never freaking worked. Guys, this is like bomb advice for real. This is really good for anything, but especially for those of you who are in business in some way. If you feel like you are forcing the funk, if you feel like you keep doing the same thing and you it just is not working, it's either that the goal is wrong or the path to the goal is wrong. Make a different choice. Choose a different option and see if you get better results. It took me so long to learn this. You know that expression, salmon swimming upstream? I always thought of myself like that. I always was like, I am so strong. Look at me. I am the salmon swimming upstream. I am like, I'll get to the top of the rapids. I'm a salmon. I'm a salmon. Like I've thought that so many times in my life. Side note, I'm a huge fan of documentary film and Ford Hollis, my 11-year-old son, Ford and I watch a documentary about animals or the planet or nature or something three, four nights a week. We're big fans. If we're not watching a cooking show together, we're watching something about animals. I was watching a documentary a couple months ago and my brain exploded like with this awareness. Okay. Like come in, come in close. Listen to this. Are you someone like me who always thinks like, I'm I'm like a salmon. I'm swimming upstream. I'm making it happen. That's what I do. I'm fighting the current, but I'm making it happen. At the end of the stream, when the salmon swims upstream, do you know what happens? It dies. It die. It's dying. It's swimming upstream to die. Look it up. They're swimming upstream so that they the girls can lay their eggs, the boys can fertilize their eggs, and then as soon as they do that, homies die. They're done. They decay. The bears eat them. The fish eat. It's really good for nature. It helps the forest. Their bodies go. It's all part of the natural cycle, wonder of life. It all needs to happen the way it's supposed to. But what I want you to hear me say is that the effort 
for the salmon to swim upstream kills them 100% of the time. (laughs) Where in your life are you a salmon? Let's not be salmon. Let's be mermaids. Let's be mermaids going with the flow out in the ocean with glorious hair, living our best life. You know, we're like Ariel. We're finding treasures. Maybe Prince Eric's involved. I don't know. But we're flowing. Let's flow with it. Pay attention to what in your life feels hard, feels like it keeps coming up against an impasse. That is the universe. That is your guides. That is something greater than you saying, yo, Tiffany, this is not for you. Stop trying to make it work. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. So number one, you want to live in a more abundant state? Go with the flow. So my second piece of advice goes along with this whole salmon swimming upstream and then immediately dying. Pay attention to what in your life is hard. Stop pushing into the hard spaces. Pay attention to what in your life feels good, feels easy, feels flowy, makes you happy, gives you energy. Lean more into those areas. And you can look at this for every single area of your life. How can you flow more in your morning routine? How can you flow more with your workouts? How can you flow more with your nutrition? How can you stop accepting tension and hardship and pain as part of life? How can you go, you know what? Every time I interact with my sister, I feel like crap. She's rude to me. I hate the experience. I'm going to limit that. I'm going to limit that in my life. Or how can you go, you know what? I hate commuting. My morning commute takes an hour and it stresses me out and it puts me in a terrible spirit. I absolutely freaking hate it. Okay, how can I start carpooling with someone so I got a buddy? Start carpooling with someone so I don't have to drive every single day. How can I get an apartment closer to my job? How can I change jobs? How can I look for a solution that eliminates the tension that allows me to flow? I get chills every time I interview a guest on the podcast and they tell me the story of their success. And it ends up being the same story I've heard over and over and over from actors to writers, musicians, teachers, every single person that I've interviewed who's had long-standing success will tell me some version of this truth that they were on the lookout for opportunity. When opportunity came knocking, they said yes, even if they weren't totally prepared for what it was, but that they only went with things that felt organic, that felt smooth, that felt like the next right choice. If you have to force something, it is probably not for you. I told my teenager this recently because he really likes a girl at school and he can't tell if she likes him back. And some days he feels like she does and other days. And he sort of was like feeling a bit of anxiety that we can all feel when we like someone and we sort of hope they like us back, but we're not sure. And I said, hey, buddy, I want you to remember that nothing that is for you will ever miss you. Nothing that is meant for you will ever miss you. 
If something is for you, it will get to you 100% of the time. You don't have to chase anything. In fact, you should not chase anything because if you're chasing it, it's not for you or it's not for you right now. It doesn't mean that you don't pursue things that you're interested in. It doesn't mean that you don't work toward a goal. Of course you do. But listen to how things are moving and how they're not. If I am learning anything in my later years, I sound so ridiculous, but I do feel like in the last five years especially, I've just had this massive shift in the way that I look at life and the way that I look at work is I have learned to slow down and really vibe out if something is right. Really vibe out if this is something that's for me, if it will be helpful, if it will take me to the next place. Because, you know, my imagination is powerful and I can get really excited about the potential of a new friend, the potential of a business opportunity, the potential. I will make up a whole beautiful reality about what that's going to look like that is based only on my imagination and then be shocked 18 months from now when I have wasted time and energy and maybe money pursuing something because I thought it would be like it was in my mind instead of paying attention to what was happening in reality. Save yourself time. Save yourself energy and money and momentum and all of it. Listen and notice what's flowing and what's at a standstill. The third thing that you can do, this is a really big one, especially for those of you who struggle like I did with feeling like you have to hustle or feeling like you have to push, push, push in order to keep experiencing success or to keep experiencing financial security. Create space for you to live life the way that you want to live. So I know that one of my signs that I'm slipping into scarcity is when I stop doing a lot of things that feel really good to me during weekdays. Now that is a very specific idea. And you're like, what are you talking about? Here's the thing. I have worked so hard for over a decade to get to the place in my life where I get to make my own schedule. If you want to ask me the definition of success, it is that I have total financial security. I can take care of myself and my children in the lifestyle that I want to take care of us in and that I am fully in charge of my own schedule. When I begin to believe the old mythology that my schedule is super full, that I have to say yes to everything, that I've got to do all the things and be all the things and work a typical nine to five, that tells me I'm falling into scarcity. I might do three days in a row of batching podcast episodes, writing the things I need to write, having meetings, and then I might take two days and lay by my pool, go to a yoga class, go have coffee, take long walks, play with my dog. The whole reason I work this hard is to be 
free. And to me, freedom is I get to choose what I do. And you're like, well, why, why on a weekday? And all the mamas are like, I know why you do it on a weekday. Well, because that's when my kids are at school. Right now I'm doing this podcast episode and my daughter is playing in the yard. You might even be able to hear her. She's playing in the yard outside the podcast studio because she's out of school. And because I started this episode a little later in the day, which means that now the family's here and all of this is happening. So if I want to be able to like go to a yoga class or go have coffee with a girlfriend for an hour, the best time for me to do that is during the weekday while my kids are at school because on the weekends, I'm full-time mom. That is a really easy litmus test for me about whether or not I'm in scarcity is do I feel like I'm creating space for life, not for work? And maybe you have a different version of this in your own life, but that's the one that really holds a lot of power for me. And yes, that is an insane privilege to have the freedom over your schedule. Insane. But that's also how I know that I'm living in a state of abundance is if I'm trusting and having faith that I will continue to experience this life without having to push myself to burnout, without having to push myself to the brink. And you know what's really interesting, guys? I have never experienced more success with this podcast than when I stopped looking at numbers. So every once in a while, like literally every six months, I'll go in and I'll check and see how many downloads we're at, or I'll check and see what our monthly downloads are up to. But I made the decision about two years ago that I was really going to lean in on the show. I was really proud of the work we were doing. I wanted to take it to the next level. And the way that I decided to do that was to focus really hard on great content. I was like, I'm not going to obsess over numbers. I'm not going to focus on those things. I am just going to focus on creating the best possible content I can create. And that's going to be enough because I'm going to have faith that when you create really high quality work, it'll get out there. And ever since I made that decision, the show has exploded. And every time I go back in and check, it gets bigger. And every once in a while, I have meetings with the company that I work with on ad partnerships and all. And they're just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like they're super pumped. But I'm not getting those results by obsessing over numbers. And actually, quick side note on this, I have had to be really conscious of who I allow on the team and who I allow in my ear. Because as the show gets bigger, we attract new people to our team and the team grows. I've had some incredible people on the team over the years who are really smart or great in a particular area, but I will catch that they are scarcity mindset so fast. They're the finance people who obsess over never having enough. They're the marketing people who are always talking about pushing a little bit harder, pushing a little bit harder, push. We are so, like producer Jack and I are so bananas about how we do the work that we do. 
and not wanting to allow anyone into our space who doesn't share a similar philosophy around like, hey, let's focus on doing good work. Let's focus on taking care of the audience we have. And let's hold the belief that there's more than enough to go around, that the universe will always provide, that new interesting topics will always reveal themselves, and we don't have to hustle to get that. So create space. The fourth thing that you can do to make sure that you're living in an abundant state is make sure that you're celebrating your successes. This is a really big one for achievers, for my Enneagram threes, for anybody who pushes themselves super hard is you get to the top of the mountain and as soon as you're on the top, you're like, yay, you take a picture for Instagram and then immediately you see a bigger mountain. You see a taller mountain. And I'm all for pushing to the next goal. You know I love a goal. But you have to be careful to not rush so quickly to the next thing that you don't acknowledge what you just did. Scarcity mindset says it's never enough. Scarcity mindset says, ooh, don't draw too much attention to the success or you won't have this again or it'll be taken away from you. An abundant mindset isn't about blasting it all over social media or being obnoxious or getting a big head or being full of yourself, but by God, you should celebrate in some way. Make sure that you're acknowledging the wins, even if they're little wins. If you don't acknowledge the wins, you will rob yourself of motivation because your subconscious is like, hey, it doesn't matter what we do. It'll never be enough for her. It'll never be enough for him. So why are we even pushing? If you want to be motivated for more success, celebrate the success when you have it. The other thing I want to make sure that we celebrate is not just the success, but celebrate saying no. Saying no. A scarcity mindset will push you into saying yes for fear that you're going to miss out on an opportunity. Abundant mindset is happy to say no at all the times, in all the ways, because you are so confident about what you're working toward, you don't want anything to take you away from that. So acknowledge yourself when you say no to an opportunity. It will come around again if it's the right thing for you. Or something bigger and better will come around because your hands are not full with these little crappy half projects. You're completely ready and prepared when the universe gives you something big and beautiful because you're not bogged down in a bunch of BS you shouldn't have been involved in in the first place. Celebrate the success and celebrate saying no. Number five, if you want to be in an abundant state, be generous. Generosity is one of the greatest acts of faith that there is. Because when you have faith in your ability to always have enough, to always generate whatever you need, you're never afraid to help other people. You're never afraid to take care of your friends. You're never afraid to pick up the check. You're never afraid to overtip the waitress. Be generous. And that looks like different things in our life at different times. But be excited about the opportunity to be generous. I feel good about getting to a place in my life where I can tip really well. I'm a great tipper. And that's because I worked in jobs where tips 
were how I survived. If you've ever worked in an industry where you needed those tips, when you can get to the place where you're the one tipping well, where you're the one making someone's day, that's a huge deal. But remember, the generosity isn't just about finances. You can be generous with your energy. You can be generous with your time. You can be generous with your prayer. You can be generous with a smile. But generosity is your belief that there's more than enough. So if you want to practice abundance, practice that. The sixth thing is coming to you today from my love, from my boo, who is one of the most abundant mindset humans I've ever met. He's one of the most present humans I've ever met. He's very much in this moment. And before I was coming out to film this, I asked him, hey, baby, what do you think is a really good piece of advice for someone who's working on being in this state? And he said, you know, I know it sounds silly, but I think one of the things that helps me to be the most present and to feel the most gratitude for my life is noticing the little things. He said, tell them to notice the flowers. Tell them to watch birds. Tell them to look for the dogs. Tell them to notice the people at the restaurant who are laughing. Tell them to notice when you see someone out in the world helping someone else. The little tiny nuances in the day are what pulls us into this moment. And when you're looking for the beauty, the little bits of beauty in a day, it really does make everything feel more beautiful. The last piece of advice that I want to give you guys today is don't wait for someday. I was walking this morning, early in the morning, and I was smiling at the fact that everyone else who was out walking were all older couples. It was lots of older people with their dogs and or older women walking together. And I was thinking, oh, this is what it looks like when you're retired. This is what like retired life looks like. And then I sort of laughed to myself because I was the only one my age who was out doing the thing that all the retired people were doing. And then it made me think, wouldn't that be a great way to pursue life? to ask yourself how you would live when everything's sorted, right? Because to imagine a retirement, I think we imagine that we've done it. We raised the kids. We had the job. You know, we put money away wisely. We had enough to retire and not have to work anymore. And so when we imagine retirement, I think we imagine the things we'd like to do when we're able to do whatever we want. So if you imagine that when you're retired, you'll take long walks with your dogs and have fun lunches with your friends and take up watercolor and make sure that you spend more time with your family and dedicate several hours each week to volunteer work and get time in the garden, whatever you imagine that someday life to be, bring it into this week. Bring elements of someday into today. Live the life that you want to live then. Live it right now. Because abundance goes back to this idea that there will always be enough. Catch yourself when you fall into a mentality that tells you that it's going to run out. 
catch yourself when you start to believe that if someone has success in one area, it means you can't have success. No, man, that is an example of what can be yours too. Abundance is a choice. It's a way to look at your life through a positive lens. And you may say that it's rose-colored glasses, and you may say that it's Pollyanna, and it's too much positive thinking, but positive thinking is a superpower. Positive thinking is a choice. And I have seen the effects of fighting to choose an abundant mindset over one based in fear. And I know the effects it's had in my life. And so I know the effects it can have in yours. I hope you got something out of our conversation today, guys. I will be back soon with more conversation, more chats just like this one. If you dug this episode, please consider sharing it with someone you think would dig it too. Until I talk to you again, as always, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious.